Okay, good morning. We're starting the Darim Daf Ayin. I'll be starting on the Amud. So, Mishnah carrying on. Nadra vehi arusa. So, we're discussing again what we've seen in the last few Dapim uh, about a, a, a betrothed. And we already learned the Klal, that the father and her fiancé together can undo the Nadarim. We saw as well um, on Daf Ayin yesterday, so the father dies, the husband doesn't get the father's rights to, to, to uh, on his own. But if the husband dies, the father does. Okay? And we saw that was the difference between the father and the husband. Mishnah carries on, it's like this. Arusa. So she made a neder, right? She made a neder and she was an Arusa. And then, Venitgasha Vo Vayom. She got divorced on that day. Now listen, if you right, that's that's not the beginning of it, the end of it. Nit she got rebetrothed that day. even this thing took place a hundred times. I guess obviously the mission not expecting that there really was a hundred people that betrothed her and died on the same day. But the principle, right? Which so she she had an idea, she got she got she got she got uh, she got engaged. With Kidushi. And then the husband died, and that hour later she got in Kiddushin again. And that guy died, and she got Kiddushin again. And that guy died, she got Kiddushin again. At any given time, and now, so there's this neder that she had when she got engaged to the first husband. And all these guys died in the middle, and she got engaged, betrothed again, one after the other. It's still the same day. Avia uva Allah acharon, her father. And the last, there was the surviving, the current betrothed fiancé. Mefirin Nadaria. They together form that bond and they can annul her vows. Now, remember, we're talking about a vow now which was taken place even by the first husband, even before there was a first husband. <coughs> right? The last husband arrives on the scene, takes another vow. Look at the run. We're going to use the run a lot here today. Look at the run. The Arus Mefir Bekodmin Beshutfut. That's the Chidush which we saw already, right? That the Arus, the fiance, he can annul existing vows that weren't necessarily to do with him whatsoever, right? Beshutfut with the father, only with the father, though. Beshutfut. Says the Ran, why do we use Dafka the example of that she got divorced on, on that day and she got re betrothed on that day? Mishum de Beshema Askinan, the Sikha Mishum de Shama Askinan. The Shama. What does it mean, the Shama? We heard, right? It says that. Remember, I go back to the Psukim all the time. The Pasuk says, Vecherishla, if you kept quiet. So then it's, uh, the whole system's dead. But it says, Vishama Avia. Or then it says, with regards to the Baal, Vishama Isha. Right? He says, because we Vishama Mashma. Askin and the Shama Arus or Shama Av. One of them heard it. And because of that, it's on the day that it happened. But if, if this whole thing took place the following day, it doesn't help us. Because since one of them in this partnership heard, and didn't do hafara, okay, so a very, very, very subtle point there the run makes, but it's the, 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 the crux of the whole story. No matter how many people got involved in the case was, the husband and the father are able to annul vows beshutfut. The only vow that took place on that day and so long as one of them heard it. And if one of them heard it and didn't do the hafara, then it's too late because the fact that he never heard it, that's what the Torah says when it says, 
that he kept quiet. Ve'echerishla kept quiet. Keeping quiet is tantamount to doing kiyum. Okay? Very important. Important. Then. Dechem neshama chabina v'lo efek kamenad. What? Shtika kovodah. Shtika kovodah. Exactly. Uba gemara shaklinan v'tarinan says the run. And the gemara we're going to have a shaklitar a whole malach over here. Haiminahu shama. Who's the one that heard it? The arus or avia? And we'll see the implications of that. So that the run's giving us a nice introduction of what's coming up in the, in, in, in the Gomorrah. Then the Mishnah says, Now, uh, then the, the Mishnah says, Okay, Kol shelo So long as this woman wasn't in her own reshut for at least one moment. Now, how would she be in her own reshut if her father died and she got divorced? Okay, in other words, if the father had died she's, and, and she got divorced, she'd be out of, in her own reshut, because she wouldn't be in the reshut of her father, she wouldn't be in the of her husband. Now, but in the meantime, her father's still alive, and her husband might have died, but she's not in her own reshut, because her, husband, her father's still alive. So the klal is called, Shelo Yatsal Reshut Atzma, Sha'achat Avia Uva'alah Ha'acharon Mefirin Nedarea. As long as she's still in the reshut of one of them, this partnership exists. It has to be with her father, obviously, because if the father dies, then he's never a partnership again. Right? So in other words, it's not really one of them. It's only the, as long as the father's still alive, the kids are. Because the husband can only do it with the father. That was the mystery we learned yesterday. The, father can't, the husband can't do it without the father while she's a, 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 a Ura Murasa. Okay, let's look at the run again. Ze'aklal. Kol shelo shelo bagra velo niset. Okay, so the Ran gives another other examples of this. If she became a Bogeret, so now she's her father no longer has Rashuta over her. So that would also work. Or Lo Niset, if once she did Nisuin and she's no longer in Arusa, so it's also out of her father's Rashut. Okay? Now, if she's still, obviously if she's a, not, not uh, the second example of Niset, once she did Nisuin, it's her husband. But if she's a Bogeret and she's still an Arusa, the husband can't do it on his own. She needs Nisuin, remember? The Arus, as long as he's an Arus, needs the father. And the father is only able to contribute as long as she's not a Bogeret. Okay? So that's the, that's the, 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 the bottom line. Okay, the Gemara is like, has been Arun, Arus Acharon, Rishon. Where do we know, says the Gemara, that this Arus Acharon, the last Arus, where do we know that he can step in now? There was, a, there was a, an original Arus. And the original Arus heard it. And now he's dead. There might have been 25 Arusim in the meantime during the course of the day. Busy day for the family. And, uh, and now the last Arus, we're saying, can uh, now the vows with the father. Where for you? It's Amma Shmuel. She was Amma Krab. We've got a Pasuk. What's the Pasuk? Our family, we've seen this Pasuk before many times. Vim hayoti yele ish. So the Pasuk says, look here for the Pasuk, she became betrothed to a man, and she had Nedarim. Her Nedarim was on her, which she brought with her Nedarim. Or she made new Nedarim. So says Shmuel, the fact that it says, right, so therefore we see that once the Arus comes in, even if she had Nadarim, 
they 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 are good. Okay, I'm not going to read it right now. I think that's that's that's, that's fair enough. Because the Gemara says, "Wait a second, Dilma Hani Midi Shlon Yerul Rashlushon." Maybe all that is only what the first arus didn't know. In other words, these are not the arus. There wasn't a previous arus. About the Darim Shinrul Arus Rishon Lo Matzi Mefer Arus Achron, but maybe the arus can't. So says the Gemara. No, Aleha Kriya Teruhu. Look at the Rashi quickly. On the Darim Aleha. The top there, the third wide lines of Rashi at the very top. Cry Yeteruhu. That's a redundant part of the Pasuk. Lloyd Chikhlis, I mean, had to write it. The Lichtum, he could have written Rechman, he could have written like this. Vimayo Tiele Ish, Unedarea, O Miftasvatea. So what's the word Aleha? Nella Onu. It says Rashi, Ella Aleha, Mufne, that Aleha is Panu, it's got no other reason. Mishum, Nadarim, Shenir Ul, Arus Arishon, Tahola Fer Arus Achar. Okay, so that is very quick uh, answer, a question and answer story there. And we've got the basis for, for the halacha. The most like a tanya of that is Shmuel. Shmuel brings a brighter which supports Shmuel. <coughs> now, we're going to see this brighter. At the end of the brighter, Abnatal is going to tell us it's the machloket by Hilbert Shama. Now, the, the, the chilush over here is, let's just quickly go back a moment and do some chazorah. And we had a machloket a couple of daf ago. Daf samachet, mamash minashamam. I turned over, and the two, the whole gemara just opened up onto samachet. That's it. If we go to samachet, wow, someone? Me too. Me too. Me too. Amazing. Okay. So we are in sync, right? Firstly, you heard me say that. So that's already an achievement, right? Uh, so, so you look on the. We had on samachet. We had a machloket there. We said, is it Bailei Ubal Megas Gaiz or Maklish Kalish? Remember that? We said, does the husband, when the, when the, when, is, when, the, when the husband's are not in the vows, is it Megas Gaiz cutting it off as if it never existed in the first place or Miklash Kalish? And we saw over there that there was actually a Machloket uh, between Mahil and Bet Shama. Right? So that was, uh, that was in, in, in that circuit. So the Gemara is going to tie that up that's gonna 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 tie that up, and we saw Shema Bevela made Shema Bara. Okay, about Im Shema Vlog Shema Vestaku Mei Biyom Shlachav Eni Achol Afer, and we had a lot of references there to Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai, and uh, it's gonna come in 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 back next. So now, but what's interesting is the Tanya Kavate de Shmuel is not the first part of the Brite, and that's not really a Kavate de Shmuel. We'll see that the Kavate de Shmuel comes at the end. So the Gemara says like this: Tanya kavate de Shmuel naaraha muurasa. Right, this is uh, we saw this as well. This stuff two days ago, we had this on daf peitet. Naaraha muurasa avia uvaala mefirin nedarea. Now the hagahot v'tzionim over here add in savia bekitve yad minchen. Okay, in the manuscript in the minchen in 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 Munich, that's a famous one of the first proper complete shasas which we which we've got. He says that the, the, it says over there the baalaha acharon. So it says naaraha maurasa. So a betrothed maiden avia her father u baalaha acharon. That's already a much bigger support to Shmuel, right? Because now it's mamash asugya. If you just have baalah, so it's love dafka the last baal. But anyhow, it's putting baalah acharon. Mefirin edarea. They can have mefir her nedarim. So then the brighter says, "Kaitzer, how does it work?" Said so like this: Shama avia veheferla. The father heard and he did hafara. Now, the law is speak about Ishmael at Shemait. 
Yeah, the husband in the meantime hasn't heard about this. So the father heard, we can understand why the father heard first, because remember that she's living in her father's house. She's an Arusa, she's not living with her husband. She's living in her father's house, so her father heard first. And now before they could tell the husband, before the husband could hear about it, right, he died. And then, Vinit she got betrothed again to a second one on that same day. Even a hundred times it happened. So that's the bright. The bright seems to be exactly like our Mishnah. Look at the run with me. Could you go to the run? Remember when we saw at the beginning of the sugya in the Mishnah, so the run said that the Gemara is going to have a shakla v'tariya. Who heard? Was it the father who heard or was it the husband who heard? Right? So we're starting now. This first case in the Brighter was that her father heard first. Correct? Her father heard first. Look at the run. Shama avia v'hefer. If you're following in the Gemara, it's one, two, three, four, five lines into the very wide lines at the bottom there of the run. Okay, Shema via Befer, La, Velohi speak, Abal, Ishmoa, Achemet, Mitrasavo, Bayom, says the Ran Mishum Hachi, Ketani, Vovayom. That's why we had to learn on all took place on this day. The Enit Arsa, Bayom, Shalacharav, if she only got betrothed the following day, Kavan, the Keshemet, Baal, Nitroknar, Shutlav. Remember, the husband died, and we learned from the Mishnah already that when the husband dies, so the Kohot, the powers of the husband, go to the father. But remember, the father has to actually do the hafara for the dead husband. Right? It, it doesn't happen automatically, even though the father directed hafara. The fact that the husband dies, the father is, is, inherits, so to speak, those rights, but he has to still do the hafara. Right? And the husband, the father now, with the new rights of the dead husband, didn't do hafara on behalf of the husband that day. Kai made an adre. And therefore, the netter is upheld because even though the father had earlier on done hafara, when the husband dies and the father now inherits that right from the husband, he has to now go and act on behalf of the dead husband and do hafara, and he didn't. So therefore, that's the run that's so important in the story that we got, Bo Vayom. Now, so Avia Uvala, I'm still in the run, Ha'acharon, the last husband, Mefindaria, they can do the Peshu Ketzatarishon. It says the run like this. We saw in the yesterday's stuff as well that the run had a lot to say about the guys that came before him. Remember, we, we explained the concept of Batrai, etc. Right? So, Pirush Katsata Rishonim. He says, some of the Rishonim explain, and it's quite amazing to see the Ran referring to the Rishonim. I've said this before here more than once as well, that Rabbi Baruch said many years ago in the Shiva that he once gave, that the Ran summarizes the Batei Midrash of the Ramban and his Talmudim, the Sephardi Beit Midrash. So, the Ran is a Baki on what the Rishonim have all said before him. It's one of his expertise. So, we don't see the Ran so often on Shas like this, but the Ran normally features on the Rif. But when the run features on the riff, that's his job. The, the Rabbanu Nisim on the riff is the run. He wrote most of his commentary on the riff. He's basically writing a halacha commentary, but with a view of all the Rishonim that came before him. Okay, so he sums up a lot of the halacha. So we can see over here, yeah, he's not writing halacha necessarily. He's writing a parish on the, on the Gomorrah. But you can see he's still got a mindset of a halachist. Okay, so you can see how he's writing it over here. So he says, Pishu Katsatarishonim Zal. That this bava, okay, so we should probably quickly just look at the bright in its, in, in its entirety. Look at the bright with me. Go back into the Gemara for a moment. We had Shama Avia. And then the next case in the bright is Shama Ba'ala Veheferla. That's four lines from the bottom of the daf. 
Right? But always speak and say, we'll come back to that. So they're on saying that there's a difference between the two Bavot. So what he says, some of the Rishonim want to say that this Bava of where the father heard is a Divri Akoli, is a, not a Machlok, the Pluk to Bet Shammah Behilel, Be'idach Bava Belechudi. And there's no Machlok in Bet Shammah. Remember I mentioned the guys, Megaz guys or Maklish Kalish, right? That in that Machlok, there's no Machlok in the first Bava. That's what the some Rishonim say. And therefore, I'm surprised about Hillel. On this, what did, this, what did we just say over here? How we explained the Gemara. We said that even though she had a hundred guys, it was on that day, they can mafia. The Svirelayu Miklash Kalish, because we know that Hillel says Miklash Kalish. Now, what is Miklash Kalish? That the Nere didn't go away, but it's just very weak. And what we said, because the Nere was so weak, there was no issue to write of Malkot, was just an issue Ba'alma. Remember? That's how we explained the Behila. So it was just an issue Ba'alma. It says, Since her father heard, and he did the Hafara, it's, it's weakened, right? but there's still a Nedir. Va'arus acharon lahafer. So I don't understand. Look at this. He says amazing thing here. He says if this nedir has been weakened by the father, so now he's got a problem to run. He wants to say when do we say nitro ken la ba'al that the father gets it back? So or the second husband can inherit it. He wants to say that's when it's a proper, fully fledged, powerful nedir. But this milked, watered down nedir. Can the new husband really do anything with that water down there? Look, it says, The father really died. The father can't do Afara on his own. In such a case, maybe we don't say that when the husband dies, the father gets the rights. Why? Since the nether became weakened, because the Hidal says Iklish, right? Maybe it's not strong enough, chashuv enough, to actually be the father to get the rights of the Baal. Because what's he really saying in the run, if I understand correctly? Saying it works like this. The husband dies, and who's Nitroken La'av? And the father now steps in instead of the husband. A new husband comes in. The new husband takes back those rights. The husband dies, goes back to the father. New husband steps in, it goes back to the husband. But he says this back and forth of this Yerusha, so to speak, can only work when it's a proper, fully-fledged Ned. The moment it's Iklash, it's already been watered down, maybe there isn't this Nitroken La'av, and the father can't get it. The father can't get it when the, new husband, when the first husband died. It died with him in its ois. So how can the second husband now come step into the picture? It was such a weak nether, it wasn't able to be transferred from father to husband, from other husband, etc. Vahachinami says, varus acharon mashna, who cares? If there's a new one. Venira Bainai Lafid Hemzal, according to those who want to explain it this way, the Hainu Taima, Mishum de la El, the Ikashinu Rashut. The Mintak Lehai Nidra mi Arus Laav, Kolechid Iklish Lay, Lo Matsimantik. So it doesn't work. This whole back and forth from husband to father once it's weak. So in, in the original case, he says, so he says so that's what he would have thought. But now it appears that once there is a new arus, and that's the chidush he says over here of this new arus, is really if the father had already done hafara, it's now iklish. 
And now the husband dies, they heard anything yet. There's really nothing that can be done. The father can't even go and mitrok and, and, and do hafara with the, with the husband's rights once, once he already done hafara once. But comes the new husband, he says, as if he's actually the legs of the first one. See, that's the big chidosh. Since it went from arus to arus, this is not called an intuke. There's nothing cut up here. The nedir is strong, even though the father did hafara. So to sum up the back and forth of the ranya, if I understood it correctly, he says like this. Really, if a father did hafara, and then the husband dies, and there's no new husband, the fact that the father had already done hafara. The nitroken, when the husband dies, the koach of the husband isn't enough, which is inherited by the father, to let the father actually come now and do the hafara on behalf of the husband. And it's because of the new husband that it works. Because we said miklash kalish, it would have been too weak to be inherited to the father. But a new husband arrives, it's almost as if that whole thing came back into, in, into being. And that's how he explains over here this idea why everybody says it's divri akor, because otherwise he doesn't stand up Beit even allow such a thing because Miklash Kalish, that neti was too weak. So, so he explains over here nicely how Kubidibra call it's Dafka the Chidush of the new husband, which so to speak steps into the shoes of the original husband, that we we ignore that weakening of the Miklash of the father, because the father, when he does it, if there's a husband around, it's not Miklash Kalish, because it's Miklash Kalish, but it doesn't have to worry about being inherited by anybody, but be going back to the father, because the father doesn't get it, it's actually the new husband who gets it. Okay, I hope that that, that, that made sense. That's, that's the, run, the run over here. Okay, yeah. What kind of a nadir did this harusa make? It makes no difference. It's not a nadir specific to the thing, with any nadir. But only uh, a real nadir. My, yeah, my other question is, with all these people dying all on the same day, does it make, in our time, People wouldn't worry about a nadir about not eating an onion. I mean, when people are dying all the time, first Arusha, then the next one, the next one, you, you, your mind's on other things, not on what you heard. Uh, so he has, a, he has a lesson, Dad, that you've got to st always stay focused, even people are dying around you, <laughs> right? Okay. If, you'd be, if, you'd, if you'd fought in a war, you wouldn't have asked that question probably. But anyhow, okay, let's go. All right. So now, Shama, next case. So that was the, so as we saw there now, we're bringing a brighter supporting word. Now, new case, Shama Ba'ala. Now the husband heard. Okay, the Heferla. And he did Hafara. Shmoa. And the father hadn't yet heard about this at all to come and join with the husband. And then the husband died. So in the first case, the father heard first. And then the husband died before he could hear. In the second case, the husband heard first and he did Hafara. But the husband died before the father could hear. So now says the Mishnah, the brighter, that Yahoo, the father now can come in and step in and do the hafara of the Baal. Right? The husband had already done hafara, remember? The father hadn't yet done hafara. The father hadn't heard in the meantime the husband dies. The father can now do hafara of the Baal and of him. Right? So again, we could ask the same question about, about uh, Miklash make, make, uh, Kalish. But maybe the Ram wouldn't have the same problem of Miklash Kalish if it was the husband. Because remember, the father seems to have 
the, the key here, so to speak. We always have to have the father in the picture, not the husband. Without the father, the husband can't do anything. It says, Shema Ba'ala. Uh, and before we move on to the actual crux of this, let's go to the run as well. Right, so there is seven lines from the bottom, right in the middle of the of the of the wide lines. Says the run, this bava is also talking about a case where we had a woman who was betrothed. Right, the begavna the Rasha came. We thought we were in the same style as the Rasha. So he says, "Don't worry." The fact that it never says, obviously, the same thing. There's no difference. He says the only difference really says the run at the outset is that in the Rasha it was the father who did the hafara first, and then the husband died. He had the husband do the hafara first, and then the husband died. And then we said, Now the the father can now go and do the part of the of, of the baal. Because the father on his own can do afara. Even though now she got betrothed to somebody else. It doesn't do this. This is interesting. Even though she became betrothed to somebody else, the father can still do it on his own. We'll see. And when we said in the brighter that he did the hafara of the portion of the husband, he has to do his own as well. The right says, don't think that the father can just do hafara. He has to do hafara twice. He has to do of the dead husband. He's repeating the hafara. Remember, the husband already done hafara. But now the husband's dead, so the father has to now do hafara again on behalf of the husband. And that's easy because the husband already done it. And now hafara is on his own. That didn't have to be taught, he says the run. That's obvious. Says, the father's portion is the father's rights haven't been extinguished over here. It's obviously the father has to do his job. It's just the Khirushia is the husband that he has to do Afra again. The husband had already done Afra before he died. Mayfair, the father has to now re-go and do Afra Af of the husband. Because when the husband died, Bakla Hafara delay. Okay, so he's summing it up mamash hermetically on all sides. So we're getting a very clear picture now of how this works. When the husband dies, even though he had done Hafara, he died and Hafara died with him. So really, in theory, look, the father could always prevent the Hafara. How? By just not cooperating, correct? Even if the husband was alive. If the husband was alive, the husband said, Mufar. And the father said, no, I don't want him affair. It wouldn't be Mufar, right? It wouldn't be Mufar because you have to have the father and the husband. So here, when the husband died, even though he did Hafara, we still need the father now to come and do Hafara on behalf of the Baal and then Hafara on behalf of himself. Okay, so that, so now, now, so we've seen the brighter. Like what says, V'amar Rav Natan, Hain, Hain, Divrei Beit Shammai. He says, really, all this was Beit Shammai. Okay, so now we kind of said the beginning of the run. The run said that there's some people who wanted to say that this was Divrei Hakol. Remember? But now, actually, if you look, that's how I understood it first. When you look deep, it's actually the last bright. It's only the last Baba we're speaking about. Not the first Baba. Okay. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think actually Rashi might even say it straight out. Hainan, uh, yeah, look at Rashi. Okay, so uh, I mean, I always like to see it in the Rishonim. We actually see it much clearer than that. 
Look at the look at the rosh quickly. Perish our rosh. The bottom. The Amar of Nata and Hainan Tiru Bet Shamai Vuvahila Enu Yachol Afer Ulefi Ma De Asik Vaazil Sfir Leila Hashash The Sefer Nami Beshenit Arsa La Acha La Acher Kmo Bereisha Says the rosh. The Sefer in the last case which we're speaking about. Now I think that's the that's the Machlubin of Beit Shemet Shamai. He says the rosh is also in a case where she got betrothed to somebody else after her husband had died. And why did Natan explain that? He says, Mishum, turn over the page, the Rosh, over the page. Mishum, the Aresha Usamich. Okay, very similar to saw in the Ram because he's relying on the Aresha. Ubaha Pligi. And this is the Machloket. Now, I know I'm going back and forth, but stop a moment. And let's actually look and see uh, uh, what the Machloket is. Because the Gemara says, Bemai Pligi. We'll come back to that Rosh in a moment. What's the Machloket between Hilam and Shammai? So he says, Beit Shammai Savre. Nedarim nami shen iru la'arus nitroknal reshut la'av. Beit Shammai says that even, right, nedarim which the, of the previous arus, which the arus had seen or heard or relevant to him, when he died, nitroknal reshut la'av, it went to the father, umegaz gais. And megaz gais, what is megaz gais? It became chopped off, remember? They were cut off completely. But he does avia uba'ala acharon, guys. And Behidel says, no, the, it's, it's not cut off completely and that the father can do it on his own. We have a second husband over here. The second husband steps into the shoes of the first husband and therefore it's not Megaz guys. At the most, it's Iklas Kalish and that's that run which we already saw at the very beginning, remember, where the run explained how Behidel Shitta would work. Behidel Shitta works in the sense that the Hava Mina was that once one of them undoes the neder, it's not a strong enough neder to, now, to, to exist and to be inherited from one to the other. And we said, no, it is. Because once a new husband comes in, he, so to speak, steps into the shoes of the old husband and the neder stays intact. And once the neder stays intact, you have to have the father and the husband to do the nedarim together on their own. Now, just go back to the Rosh with me for a moment. It might come a little bit clearer now. Look at the Rosh now on this Amud. Ubaha pligi. Everybody got that rosh? It's in the very inside columns, the very first line of the rosh on Amud Bet. Got it? Anybody? Got it? Right. Okay. It says, Ubaha pligi, Beit Shammai Sabrei, Kevan Niru la Arus Rishon, Lo Mati Arus Acharon la Hafer, Ela Nitrogna la Abilvad. That's what Beit Shammai says. The father had done the hafara, or the husband had done the hafara, even if the husband was around, doesn't matter. Whatever the case is, once the husband dies, it goes to the father, and the father can now do it on his own. Ubehidal says, Even though the first husband was aware of these nadarim, only the last husband, existing husband, and the father together, Remember, on the same day though. And the husband can't do it on his own. And look what he says up here, the Rosh, very important. And that's the proof. When the Gemara said, let's go back now quickly, we'll tie this whole thing up. When we said at the very, very beginning, where do we know that the new Arus, the latest one, can do a hafara with the, hus- with the father, of Nadarim, which already were known to the very first husband. The pre-existing Nadarim that she had when she married this guy, come with her and he's got the rights to annul them. 
says the Rosh, that is the Tanya Kavate, because when we brought a proof now to, Sh- uh, to Shmuel, well, this whole brighter, where do we learn that from? We learn that from Beit Hillel at the end. Beit Hillel says, right, that's the Machloket. What's the Machloket? Beit Shammai says, that the father can do it on his own. If the father can do it on his own, the new Arus isn't part of the picture at all. And that's not a support to Shmuel, because our question was, where do we know that the father and the new Arus do it together? That we learn from Beit Hillel. Because it was in a case of Megas guys. Because Megas guys means it's cut up, it's gone. In other words, the first letter is out the picture as far as the new husband is concerned. And we don't say Megas guys, right? We Paskin like Beit Hillel, where Hillel says that even though the first husband had heard about it, and now once a new Arus comes in, he inherits that portion of the existing Arus, and we have to have the father and the new husband to annul, to annul the, uh, to annul the vows together, and now that megas guys, which we see over here, who megas guys, we The run says like this. Look at the, the Rosh story. It says megas guys. I'm still in the Rosh. This is a different point altogether. Was there two things that are being spoken about over here? Point number one is. Is there nitrok? Does this rikun work nitroken? Even though the first arus was aware of these nadarim, and he dies, and we say nitroken la'av, and then comes a new arus, and like the run explained, he steps into his shoes, and now he takes over. That's one argument, and the other argument is altogether with regards to make us guys or not. So look at the rosh. Says and there are two machlokot to be it's not the same machloket, and it is Megas guys or not. It's two different machloket altogether. Right? Klomar. He says, Avi Abesavrei Nami. I've got edge in the word Nami. Megas guys, on the one hand. Ule inyan reisha dahach breita. Hu diktani. Avia uvahala achron. Machal meferinit areya. He says, Hey, Nandir Rebbe. Shama, the same Megas guys. Avi Hira al-Savrei Miklash Kalish. That was in the very beginning of the, of the, of the bright of the Sefer. We don't say Miklash Kalish. The father is there when we say Miklash Kalish is the father. That's why the father is the Ikaravia. But as long as the father is around, and it's the husband that's dying in the meantime, that's less relevant. So the Rosh basically. Supports, I think, what we learned in the run, that the father and the husband work differently. When the father is made for the neder, so it's a much stronger hafara, because without the father in the picture, we can't do anything. When the husband is made for the neder and the father's still around, so the father, so to speak, keeps that neder alive. And if there's a new, if there's a new arus, that arus inherits it now back from the father, except in the shoes of the original arus, and then carries on. So whether we say megas guys or not is not so relevant. The first question is, is there nitroken? That's machloket number one. And machloket number two is, do we say megas guys or not? And then we see over here that uh, in this case, Behil doesn't say megas guys, and Beit Shammai will say megas guys. Is that clear? Okay. Quick question, if I'm allowed. Yeah, of is course. Is this not all but Yevet? Because she can't read, she potentially cannot get divorced and uh, engaged and divorced and de- engaged and divorced. Doesn't she have to wait? 
the husband, well, no, the husband can't, uh, like anything. I'm talking about the husband, I'm talking about the wife, because this is actually a... a no, but, 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 we, but we're saying is that Netgarsha, isn't that she asked for the divorce? The, the Iris divorced her. What can she do? she got no say in the matter. She didn't want to get divorced. Right? Love Tandu Milameta Varmalu. The woman wants to stay married. But uh, she, he divorced her. I don't know. They, they, got, they got betrothed yesterday. She made a netter this morning. This arrow says to himself, wait a second, I've got engaged at the woman's going to make Nadarim all day long. Not for me. Gets divorced and walks away. The father, in the meantime, had set up about 20 other suitors. He goes to number two on the list. Number two on the list arrives and hears the story that the first guy divorced her because she made a netter. He runs away. He goes to number three on the list. And in the meantime, oh, one of them dies, whatever. You know? It's, I don't think it's her that's, uh, that's, she can never get divorced, even when she's a gadola. The only reason I'm asking, because I notice a note, is that in Yavama, she has to wait three months anyway, even if she's... Ah, okay, okay. So that's a question which I actually asked myself as well. How could she get betrothed on the same day? But now in, in Yavama, when we learned about the three months, the way that I asked myself, that's if they were married. If they weren't married, it was just an Arus and not Nesuin, then I don't yeah. think that you have to wait. I don't know. The question I asked myself yesterday, I never saw the note, but it, did, it ran through my mind. But I answered very quickly, like my father said now, that if, if there was no Nesuin over here and she's living with her father, and it, then we learned also, we learned the difference between Galil and Yehuda, if you remember correctly. We saw that in, in the Galil, there was a Minag that they were together and, and therefore there'd be a bigger issue in the Yehuda, not or, or, or other way around. I'm not sure where it was. We made a distinction between Yehuda and Galil. So the way that I answered myself, the question was, that we're talking about an Arusa who's with her father. There's no Chashash, she's been with her husband. Therefore, why must she wait? You wait because you're scared that she might be pregnant. That's why you wait the three months. According to this, there's a Rabbanan decree of not of a okay. so, to wait. Really? Eh? So which is the note? Show me. I mean, it's interesting that it's a good thing to know. So I'm glad you asked. Where is it? Just direct me on Amud Aleph Amud Bet. On Amud Aleph here, right at the beginning of the thing. The, the first note of the, of the, on the Mishnah. The first note on the Mishnah. Yeah. Okay, I see this, yeah, okay. The theme must canata lachais, as far as the halacha is concerned, the conclusion, as soon as she needs gasha, lachso vitres, at she have usha shakras, even she gasha. So the first he says he wants to conclude over here that this was, we're talking about a woman who did it, not Kedin. Okay, so the one answer would be, okay, very good, Shkoach. The one answer would be that it was done, not Kedin. The other answer would be that maybe this was before the Halakha was decided that you are have to wait. Maybe it was in a different city where there wasn't a minute. Okay, it was a good, good question. I didn't see that now, but I did, I did, did also thought about I just assumed automatically that because she was an Arusa. So we see that Halakha, even an Arusa would have to wait. I suppose it's a Xaira, right? Because of, you know, okay, not to make, no, 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 Palik maybe, not to make distinctions between the two, maybe, or maybe not, uh, maybe they were Chashash, I don't know. Okay, let's carry on. The Gemara is like, Ibai Elehu. Gemara like, ask the Kasha, the Bad Midrash. Gerushin Kristika Damia or Kahakama Damia. Okay, so it's like what you said earlier on, there. You said that that the that the fact that he didn't do the thing is like a Hoda Adamia. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now he's saying Gerushin. 
right? The fact that they got divorced, the husband divorced her on that day, is that Kishtika Damia or Kakama Damia? Now, what does it mean? Is it Kishtika Damia? If it's Kishtika Damia, so then it's Hecherishla, right? Now, Hecherishla, we said, was basically like Hakama. If a person didn't say anything, right, we saw that there were already two choices in the Psukim. Option number one was that he didn't do anything, and option number two was that he did a Hafara. Remember that? Right? Uh, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was a third. Uh, a third maybe there was. Kimla. So basically the Pasuk says that what's the outcome of keeping quiet? The outcome of keeping quiet is Kiyum. Right? So there are only two choices. You don't have to do Kiyum. You just keep quiet. So now the question is he got to, he divorced her. So is divorcing her tantamount to keeping quiet? Right or not? But the mystery, the question is Garushin Kishikadamia or Kakama Damia. So look at the run. <coughs> right at the bottom. I skipped out this whole long run here on Maggie's guys. Go to the run about five lines, six lines from the bottom of the run. He buy a lay. Mishum de Chivan de Yada Arus de Batar Garushin Lo Matsimefer says the Arus knows that the moment he divorces her, he can't do Hafara any longer. Right? The words, once he's divorced, he's divorced her. And he didn't divorce, uh, do hafara before he divorced her. So therefore the question is, command is that as if he's saying, you know what, I didn't do hafara. I could have done hafara and I didn't do hafara. Why? Because I don't want to do hafara. Right? Like the pasuk implies, if he didn't do it. So that's the, that's the question, right? Or What's the real practical implication here? Kagon So we see a case where the husband, where she made a neder and her husband heard and he divorced her. Right? What does it mean? And he took her back, right? And on the same day, he remarried her. So, so if we say, see, this is the difference now if we're saying that shtika or hakaba. Because even though we said in the Pasuk that by the fact that he kept quiet, her nadarim were, were, was kiyum. So there's a question. If the husband just kept quiet and then divorced her. So the fact that he's divorcing her, is that hecherish v'kamu? And therefore now the nether is intact, right? Because once he did kiyum, we saw he can maybe go and ask a shayla, but he himself can't do hafara any longer on his own. So that's what he's over If it's just kishtika and not kikiyum, it's just keeping quiet, didn't do anything, then when he remarried her later on that day, it's still be yom shomor, it's still today, and now he's her husband, and now he can do hafara. But if it's hakama, if she actually, uh, the fact that he divorced her 
is showing that he'd wanted to to uh, to uphold the neder, lo matzi he won't be able to do afara. Okay, so let's just quickly look at the answer. The first answer, a spoiler. The Gemara is going to chuck an answer out and doche the answer. But you know what? Let's end of Avia. I think let's end of Avia. That's long enough. Right, your question, what's the difference between this neder, this case of yeah, and the Mishnah, where the Mishnah was a hundred times back and forth, and why didn't we worry about it then? So I think that that's actually a question on our Mishnah. In other words, our Mishnah said that he gets, she gets divorced a hundred times. So now the Gemara said, wait a second. Getting divorced, what is getting divorced? Is getting divorced hakama, and then the second husband can't undo it? Or is getting divorced just shtika? And therefore, nothing's happened. And therefore, whether the same husband remarries her or a new husband remarries her, so that neder wasn't mekuyam yet. It would be to apply to that to our missionary as well. To make it be you're hundred percent right. Can we say there that the last one is, still, is the last one has got the? Uh, so it seems like the missioner's already given the maskana to our question, right? Seems like the missioner's actually saying by default that it's kashtika damia, not kahakama damia. That's the that's what you're going to have mm. to say. But let's let's see tomorrow.